Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way, and that's all we do around here. We're located in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can dial that number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press the one button. Hey, we got a great show going on today. Future Community for Veterans with Erica Tucker. She's in the house, and we're going to be chopping it up, talking about what's going on in uh, Muskogee. And uh, we just want you to stick around. Matter of fact, I want to let you know some of the things that are going on in Tulsa today. We've got Community Health Fair happening at Lacey Park uh, Center here in Tulsa. Uh, it starts at 10 a.m., which is going on right now until 3 p.m. Admission is free, and they're going to be all ages, adoption, IMSA, A&M Health, Triad Care, uh, Westview Pediatrics, and, uh, you know, a host of other things going on. That's for the community, and that's what's taking place right down at Lacey Park. Also, uh, the Black Tech Weekend is going on. Hey, located at 308 Lansing, uh, downtown Tulsa. Go down there. I was down there last night, and I was so uh, impressed by uh, <clears throat> by some of the um, people and tenants that were going on right there. Yeah, 308 North Lansing. Yes. So I was down there last night, and it was on and popping. So first I went down to 36 degrees north, and I got lost over there. And I said, hey, these doors are locked. You know, and then somebody texted me and said, no, Bobby, come on around to 308 North Lansing. So I went on around there and boom, that's where it was. People were off in there and a lot of black professionals, <clears throat> excuse me, black professionals uh, taking place and doing some great things up in there. So uh, what else is going on? Oh, just always, this is what I'm always saying, because, you know, we're not formal over here. We just kind of like uh, this is black owned, black red. Blackity, blackity, black, you know, over here <clears throat> at Eden Media Services. 1533 North Norfolk, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74106. Phone number is 832-443-9499. Again, that's 832-443-9499. We are taking donations over here. So I'm always pushing for that for our young people. We, we take our donation, got a donation bucket set right up there in the bucket. And a couple of guys last night came in and they donated. So we are taking donations. So you can come by here. We're trying to get a van. We're trying to do this, trying to take these youth 
to various different places in the country. We just got back from Atlanta. And while we were in Atlanta, we had an extensive tour of uh, CNN News, uh, Radio One, uh, the Civil Rights Museum, Martin Luther King's Center, uh, the Black House with Jay Morrison, uh, the hip hop. We went on hip hop tour too, you know, you young people. Um, T.I.'s uh, Trap Museum. Um, what else? We went around. Let's see. Killer Mike's Barbershop and uh, Outcast's uh, recording studio where they first started off in the, in the hood. <clears throat> so we did all of that. And uh, at the time, when we left CNN, our van had gotten vandalized. And uh, we were kind of down about it. They stole some laptops and some computers and, you know, and some cameras and things like that. And we were just kind of uh, really down about it. But we held our heads up. And by the time we got this Radio 1 to the Ricky Smiley show, it was all good, you know. So we've recovered some of that since then, thanks to your donations and and things to help us make it make it do what it do. But we're going to be right back. I'm going to take a little break. We're going to come right back with Erica Tucker. She's here in the house. And uh, we're just going to have some fun, you know, doing some things, okay? So stick around. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way.
break, break, break it down. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. And that's right. We tell our stories our way. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show, and we've got Erica Tucker. How are we doing, Erica? Doing great. Great, great. Hey, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is where we tell our stories our way. And you've got a great project going on down in Muskogee, Oklahoma, right? That is correct. You want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? Yes. What's happening down in Muskogee? All right. Well, um, right now I'm an owner of a motel off of uh, 69 Highway, and we're converting it over into an apartment are dedicated to our vets. Um, we currently have 97 doors, and there will be studio apartments. At this location, it's, it's not your typical apartments. We actually will offer um, different services to teach them how to prevent to be homeless. Um, we have the bridges out of property. We have therapists that will be um, coming on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have yoga classes to help out with PTSD for the ones that do not want to be medicated. Um, when I took over the motel, I didn't realize that we had a great need. Um, well, I didn't realize it was a, a the homeless in the vet community was was a, a lot of vets that were homeless. So um, Victor with the barracks has a homeless shelter. And at that time, he actually wasn't open, so he came to me and says, hey, Erica, I know that you have a lot of rooms. Do you mind housing a bunch of homeless vets? So I teamed up with Barracks, Cowboys, and Volunteers of America, and I started housing them. And I got to talk to um, the vets one-on-one and just kind of ask them, like, how did you get here? Um, You serve our country, um, and now you're homeless. So after talking to a lot of the vets, I learned that a lot of the vets that I had were Marines, or um, they were foster care kids. So when they were foster care kids, instead of them um, going, you know, just getting regular jobs, they decided to go ahead and serve their country. And then they serve their country for about 20 years. And then they get out into society and they're like, oh, my God, I've, I've never been on my own. Um, and they didn't know how to handle uh, basic adulting things like paying their bills. Um, they were, they're used to answering to someone. So they, you know, be, that's how some became homeless. Some became homeless because the things that they saw um, really uh, mentally messed them up, and uh, they just started going into Great Depression. They started uh, medicating themselves uh, with, with street drugs, and they just lost themselves in drugs and alcohol and um, and just didn't know what to do. And then some of my vets come from out of town. They come to our, our VA hospital that's located in Muskogee, and they get stranded. You know, after they, they go to the hospital, they get, you know, seen, and they don't have any income to get back, and they just kind of get stuck in our community. So uh, I teamed up with a bunch of people, and we just try to figure out how can we teach them um, to not get back in the current situation. I was homeless like seven years ago, um, so it was it became really personal because I could relate to them because being homeless with your kids, kind of going from house to house and not having enough time. Um, to figure out what you want to do and just a quiet place for you to think um, was was my biggest problem at first. But once my aunt took me in her one-bedroom apartment, and once I'd be able to have shelter and then have a uh, safe space for me and my kids to figure out, that's when I was able to, um, you know, figure out how to get, you know, from being homeless 
And I started doing work at home jobs and just hustling and finding different programs to help me out. And I want to, and that's why I'm able to teach a lot of my homeless vets how to get back on their feet because I've, if I can do it with two kids, I know that they can definitely do it. Um, you know, also with the support and love, a lot of people, when they, when they hear vets or hear homeless, uh, homeless people, a lot of people tend to judge and not understand. We're quick to judge and understand, uh, to not understand their stories. And anybody can be homeless in any decision. You can get sick and not have a savings account and get completely wiped out. Um, or, you know, you can go through something that's very traumatic uh, and it just mentally messes you up. And, you know, and that can, you know, cause you to be homeless. So that was uh, a lot of the problems that my vets faced. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to do more, you know, um, I just couldn't just, you know, go on with my life knowing that I can actually make a difference in the, in my community, in my area. So I reached out to a bunch of investors. I reached out to the community uh, and we just came up with an awesome program. It's going to be called Hope Apartments. Um, and the foundation is going to call it Hope Foundation. So um, we'll be able to um, get the, a lot of the vets from being homeless. We'll screen them and they'll have workshop with classes. And a difference about our, our program is that we're not here to take care of them. Like we're not sitting here. We're not going to, we're teaching them to get, to get back on their own feet, but we're being a support. So it's a safe Haven community. So while they're going through stuff, they know that if they were to cuss out their neighbors today, they're not going to be kicked out. And that was a problem that we, we found out too, is that a lot of these vets did have houses or they did have apartments, but um, say if they had their me- medicine and they were due on the third and, and for some reason the VA didn't get their medicine so a week later they would have lapsed the medicine and that would cause um, for the PD- P- PTSD to be triggered and then they may act uh, in a way where if you didn't know them personally you would be think they were a threat to society or they may cuss out their landlord or get in a physical fight and then they just kept on getting thrown you know, in and out of jail um, and that's why a lot of my vets they, they came to my, my motel because they're like, I had a house, I had an apartment, and I had an episode, and I got kicked out, or maybe my, you know, my wife couldn't take it anymore, and we got divorced, and I just, you know, lost everything, and when you lose everything, and when you think that people don't care about you, you just give up on life, um, so a lot of my vets just became really just depressed and just gave up, gave up on life. A lot of times when you think of veterans, uh, you think of men. You know, but there are women who are in these situations just as well, right? Yes. Yeah, there there are a lot of women with, with kids. Um and and Muskogee is a small community and so when when you're in the military you have assignments or um like departments. So I know one gentleman he works on airplanes. Well in Oklahoma there's not a lot of airports. So when he comes back home he specialized in maybe, you know, uh, maintenance to aircraft. And so a lot of my vets in their special force, they didn't have, um, you know, like, they're like, well, I'm used to working on planes, and this is all I know, and and then just get stuck, like mentally just stuck in that box. So we're trying to teach them how to find new um, new skills, work skills. We're doing a lot of different training. We're, um, we're working with them one-on-one to figure out uh, what they're good at and then to put them back in the workforce and 
uh, we're working on their credits. That's been a big, big, big problem also is that some of these um, ladies and gentlemen, when they get homeless, you don't worry about your bills. I mean, you're just worried about surviving. You're worried about, you know, putting a roof over your head, especially you have kids and, and, you know, where your next meal is going to come from. And, um, you know, to get to go to work, you have to have a car. So if you're homeless and, you know, your credit's like, you can't get a car. You don't have any money. Yeah, you're just kind of, you feel stuck. So then as soon as they get, you know, they get monthly checks. So maybe um, at the beginning, they may go to the pay, buy here, pay here. Then they're getting a car where they can't afford it. And they're just the cycle. They're not breaking the cycle of bad habits. Um, so that's why at my location also, we're going to be doing transportation. So we're working with a couple of factories. Um, so, so say, for example, um, Bobby, you come to my place. And you, you're homeless, you don't have a job, we're going to screen you for the first 30 days, and it's called a phase one, where we're just uh, screening you, seeing where your ranks is at, um, seeing what, what you want to do. Uh, if you want to go back to school, we're teaming up with uh, the tribal. They have a great uh, grant where if you are a vet, you can come to the Cherokee Nation, and they will uh, pay for you to go back to school. I have one gentleman that's actually uh, starting his pilot um, course on December the 9th uh, so that's you know that's really good for him he, he was a welder uh, but his dream was to be a pilot and um, when you when you help somebody fulfill their dreams they have more self-worth so the the tribe is paying for their full education to go back there and that's our phase one also our phase one is um, just going over their credits seeing like their debt that they have and when you enroll into a help apartment you also roll into credit evolution at credit repair. So every month we'll be repairing the credit and also anything that they um, pay to anything, we'll be reporting um, good credit to uh, to their credit report. So if they stay at the apartments for 12 months and they, you know, they get into our workforce, they get a job and um, the credits where they need to be, we're also helping, we're building houses currently to uh, put a lot of our vets in these houses. But before we do that, they need to be at the program for at least 12 months at these apartments so we can teach them the skills that they need to keep, uh, to keep you know, their house and to prevent uh, to be homeless. Will these, uh, the fees for a living there, is it, does that vary or everybody pays the same thing? So um, we have different um, ways that we'll have income coming in. So we have HUD vouchers. So say for phase one, You'll uh, go to the VA and we'll have you apply for HUD, HUD vouchers of Section 8. If you overqualify for it, um, we also have a sliding scale. So we, we are a 501c3, so we can offer it off uh, based off their income. So, um, and, and the rent is not high. It's all bills paid. So for 550 it's all bills paid. They also get cable and internet because you need internet to study for college. Um, so... It's five fifty. So, say for example, they're only some will only be paying fifty dollars. Some may pay zero dollars, depending on their income. Um, and if they have a wife, it goes off the numbers. So, are, are children able to stay there too as well, or is it just for maybe just the vet himself and maybe a wife or something? How does that work? So, right now we have studio apartments and one bedroom apartments, and we will only allow up to three people. Um, in, in these current apartments, we are building apartments that were, are based for families. So um, for 
The initial startup? Yeah, the initial startup, we have studios because it, mm-hmm. it is a motel. So most of them are studio size or when we are connecting two rooms together. So if someone, like we had a vet, we had two vet families after actually um, that has little babies. Um, so that's, that's a little bit different. But once they get like five, then of course the fire marshal is going to say, hey, you know, you can't have a certain amount of people in a certain amount of space. Okay, okay, good, good. And how soon do you think this uh, project is going to be open to the public? Our goal um, is to actually be open to the public January the 1st of 2020. We actually are starting the renovation right now to speak. They're moving, like, really fast. Yeah, I know. You were working (laughs) on it the other day out there. They were roofing and doing all kinds of stuff, right? We're we're tearing. We're we're doing new roofs. We're ripping out the carpet. Um, everything is going to be brand new at this location and we're working on um, our workshops that will be for the bridges out of property that is of course uh, that will also be on Tuesdays and Thursdays and that is to help people change the way that we think Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people get stuck uh, in habits and we're teaching them budgeting and just new ways to view life and it's really how it starts with how you view yourself if you think that you're you're worthless, you're not, nobody cares about you, that is that's what you're going to be getting back. So we're just really teaching them. It's an 18 week course. Um, Muskogee actually has a Bridges Out of Poverty that's been going on for five years, but this one is dedicated only for our vets. And um, so if you live at the apartments, you'll be able to have access to that. And also when you go to those classes, they'll have uh, chances to like win TVs and furniture. So when the vets do come. To the apartments if they don't have anything we do have a really nice closet um but we're not just giving stuff away um and that's and that's the thing like we don't want we're trying to teach them to be able to stand on their own feet. yeah not enable them. yeah we're not enabling them we're teaching and that's what we really need right now like there's a lot of homeless shelters that are out there for vets um but it still keeps them in the box where somebody still kills them um, when I first took over my apartment, my first vet that I had, George, he's still out there with me right now. Um, I met him when I was doing my taxi cab business, and I told him that I was opening up this apartment, and we, uh, he wanted to work for his room. He goes, I'm a vet, and I want no handout, but I don't mind working for my room because he needed a place to stay because he was homeless also, and he's been with me going on three years. And uh, yeah. uh, He does different odd jobs and different things. or. Uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. For his rent, right? Oh yeah. He he's yeah. a hard worker. I mean, right now he's doing security because the the, the motel is closed while we're rebuilding. So he's he's doing security at nighttime. So uh, he was when I had my restaurant, he was my cook. Uh, I had another marine that uh, started there the uh, the second month, and he's in Tulsa right now. He was able to do my program at work at the front desk. He learned how to count money. Um, and I didn't, you know, you don't think about stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's 34, he served his country, he's, he's all these medals. And then when I put him behind the cash register, he's like, um, I can't get money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And he says, and that's another reason why it was hard for him to keep his money. You know, he had women or girlfriends or and he trusts other people with his money. And he never actually learned how to count money, count money, how to budget, how to balance his uh, checking account, uh, bank statements. So we were actually able, when he uh, did the front desk, we taught him how to use the computer. Uh, we got him an email set up, and we taught him how to count, uh, just, you know, basics. And then um, he was able to go to class at nighttime for welding, and now he's doing good with welding. He actually called me uh, two months ago. He bought a house up here, 
and got a new girlfriend <laughs> that he's not entrusted uh, with okay. his money. <laughs> but she, he's not letting her budget the money. Though. He, he got that part going. But, but yeah, I mean, like, we have a lot of vets that come out. We had a, a vet. Um, it's a it's a family. So all the vets have actually came on the property that stay there for emergency housing. I have all their contacts, all their addresses. We really do keep in keep in touch. Um, because it's hard, you know, like I only imagine what they go through. Cause when, when I was homeless, it wasn't because, um, like mentally or, or, or anything, my daughter was really sick. So when she was really sick, um, we like lived off our savings account for like two years. And then after that, you just don't have time. You know, you're living in the hospital for 30 days. Life happens. You know, you can be homeless. Anybody yeah, can be you're homeless. right about that. Yeah, I understand. Life, Trust me. Yeah. Life really does happen. And, it's really sad when, when life is happening and when people are, you know, falling on their face, a lot of people are so busy and caught up in their own life. They don't know how to lift, you know, help, you know, um, I gave me, maybe cause everybody's going through something, but if you're going through something, I'm going through something, we work together, we can all come up uh, instead of me stepping over you to get, you know, to get myself up. I think that we should just slow down the society and really uh, listen and not pass judgment and understand. And by understanding, then we can teach our babies how to prevent uh, from being homeless. Speaking of babies, you got one of your babies sitting right next to you. Yes, I have my Um, beautiful eight-year-old Serenity Tucker. And she has been with me during this whole project. She's homeschooled. So uh, she actually learned how to work the motel. Anything that I do, she normally goes everywhere because I'm teaching her. Uh, I think it's really important for kids to to see that. So yeah. Hello, how are you doing? Hi. So what is it that you're learning about uh, the hotel and your mother's uh, journey? Well, really getting taught to, like, be safe around me. What you say? I'm like. How old are you? Eight. Eight years old, and you're with your mother. You're in the trenches, and you're learning all of this. Are you meeting some interesting people? Um, kind of. Kind of? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does she have you doing around there? Nothing. <laughs> that much? Not, not much? You don't help me clean rooms? You clean rooms and stuff or move stuff? or? No, I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is funny. Okay, all right. Okay, but but Erica, you know, you got your daughter work. She'll learn as she goes. She's just eight years old, so you know, she's gonna learn a whole lot by being around her mom and doing all of this stuff right here. And you have these vets, and um, are they starting to come? You have a sign up sheet. Yes. So right now, um, when we closed the motel, we had to relocate some of our vets that was there, and um, because I just thought it would be safer to. Have a clear property with, with no one, no one on it. But right now we have a waiting list of 38 people. And um, some of these people are living in motels or living at the homeless shelter or staying with a friend and family. Mm-hmm. So we do have about 38 people. They're just waiting for it. They're waiting up. for it. We actually have some people that are in other apartments that stayed with us before, and they're waiting for us to open up our apartment so they can come. Because I said, we're not your typical apartments. We are big on family. Uh, everybody has my cell phone number. They can reach reach out at any time. What's your cell phone number? My cell phone number is 918-351-8470. So, uh, and I always keep my phone on because you never know. We have crisis. Um, 
was it two days ago, I had one of my vets that called me throughout the night, um, and we were able to just kind of talk him through it. He had one too many. He broke his leg, I think it was like last week. Uh, he's already, I mean, he's wheelchair bound, and his family kind of cut him off uh, because he goes through PTSD. So with, with this particular vet, he is so used to being strong and being independent. Is not, it's not sitting right in his heart that now he's in a wheelchair. He just fell out the wheelchair. He broke his leg. Um, so he's not happy. So when you're not happy, sometimes you may say hateful things or say things that you don't mean at, you know, at the time. So unfortunately with his family, they kind of cut him off because they just can't, can't take any more of his ups and downs. And he's been at our place for a year. Uh, so, and he's actually the last vet that's there because he doesn't have anywhere to go. So we do have one vet that we're working around while we're redoing everything because I can't kick anybody out. It's really with him in the wheelchair. It's hard for him to, he can't go to the homeless shelter because of his, uh, his condition. Um, and we can't put him anywhere else. So he kind of called, you know, a few days ago in a panic, you know, just like you, I have nowhere to go. Nobody cares about me. No, and just. I mean, up until four o'clock in the morning, we were able to calm him down, ensure that he was safe, uh, let him know that we're here. My staff, you know, sat with him for a while and just kind of help him sober up, clean him up. And, um, and he's doing good today. He, you know, called in and apologized for everything, but there's no need to apologize. We all have, have, you know, go through stuff. Yeah, we do. And that's on a regular basis mm-hmm. in our community is always something popping up. So that's why we, uh, I, I like this idea right here, this community right here for veterans. And so if you are listening and you'd like to ask Miss Erica some questions, uh, just press the one button right now. Press one, and I'll see you in the queue uh, right here on the computer. And you can talk to Erica, ask questions, and anything that you want to do. Let's go to the phone lines, uh, Miss Erica, okay? Okay. Area code nine one eight six two nine. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hello, how you doing, brother Bobby? Pretty good. How we doing? Uh, doing great, man. I just want to say that you keep coming up with these awesome topics, man. That always need to be talked about, and I love it. Uh, thank you, man. That's what it's all about, talking about information that we need in our community to go forward, and you know, information is power. Absolutely. And Erica, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I, I like your topics, and man, that's that's awesome. And you know, I'm a veteran myself, and I was uh, just thinking about how you mentioned that. Just a couple of the things that how you know we're never veterans have to be told, and we have too much pride to ask and seek help. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest stigmas about veterans seeking treatment and problems get worse and you have to be told like several times to seek treatment. By that time, your problems can manifest and makes a whole person's lifestyle just go left, you know? Yes. So my question is like, how, I, I wish there's a way that somehow that can be changed. We have to find a way to touch these veterans and, and, that's one of the main things. Like, say, I'm a veteran myself. Um, I had to be told five or six times to seek treatment. 
And finally, when I did, it, it helped me out. But a lot of veterans, they don't have the opportunities to do that. Yeah, and you definitely um, write about that. So what um, the problem that we have is that is a support. So everybody at this location is, is, a, is a vet. So we're all working together um, mm-hmm. to say, hey, it's okay. So, for example, George. George, when he first got out there, he did not want to be on uh, medication. And uh, it took me a little bit, but four or five months, we actually was able to get him to the VA and get him on the right medicine. So now he's able to reach out to another vet uh, that they have something in common. Say, hey, listen, I've been in your shoes. Uh, trust me, I'm a man, I'm a head of a household, and it took me a long time to want to get help. But I went, got some help through these resources, and I feel better than ever. Now I have, now I'm in control of my life. So when another vet sees and hears that from another vet, uh, it really does give them to, you know, to inspire them, okay, listen, that I can do it. And and that's why we're we're putting them all together so they can support each other. Um, we do have a few vets that have a couple of companies uh, that will actually come out. Our counselor that would be there on Tuesdays and Thursdays, he's actually a vet. So we're really just putting everybody together that has a relatable topic so they can relate to each other. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with getting help. That's that's pretty amazing. I don't know if I introduced myself. Uh, my name is Rich. And, Eric, uh, uh, you, as far as, like, activities, I know you have some veterans that have PTSD and stuff like that. Do you have, like, activities? Like, you got any fishing ponds, therapeutic activities <laughs> so, around, so, the, around the, the, the hotel or anything like that? That was just an off-the-wall question, but that's just one of my no, favorite topics no, that helps me relax very, quite a bit. Very, very, very good question. Um, so, yes, we will have a, a small pond that will have fishing poles and they can rent out through uh, the front desk. We have a beautiful, uh, and I'm excited about this one, but we have a yoga room that will have actually live butterflies in there. And so they can actually, uh, the yoga will be mostly at nighttime. And we have a sound bath that will be there at, every Friday. And that's when they kind of just lay on the ground. And you know, I don't know if you've seen it where they have their bowls and they make this really nice uh, humming noise. So with, with the mm-hmm. yoga room, they can come in there anytime. So it's just going to, it's going to look like a, a it's going to be a garden with butterflies and they can kind of come in, just kind of relax, do yoga. And uh, we will have also a game room that will be there that so far we have three um, pool tables and um, we're building a basketball court. So people can actually, you know, blow off some steam and we'll have a gym um, also at this location. Oh, wow. You you have everything. I feel relaxed already. It sounds, I know real, relaxed too. sounds good and therapeutic, <laughs> you know, real good and therapeutic. You know, Rich, you've been on the show before and uh, we've talked about veterans and stuff like that. And, uh, man, I want you to continue doing what you're doing, man, you know, because you know a lot about it. You were in the military. And Miss Erica right here, I'd like for you two to hook up, you know, to on information right there. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll get her your number. You know, get the numbers and stuff like that. It'll be good for you, okay? Oh, absolutely. Ooh, let me just come down and definitely get hands-on. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wants to be hands-on, to volunteer, or be a, a part of this, we definitely want everyone mm-hmm. to be involved. Once we get the one in Muskogee up and running, we 
do have a second location coming to Tulsa. Um, and that will, you know, definitely be coming uh, also in 2020. But right now we're focused on the one in Muskogee. Once I get up, then we'll definitely be here in Tulsa. Okay. Well, thank you, Rich, for calling in. We got some more phone calls and stuff like that. People wanting to get in on the line, man. So I'll hook you guys up, okay? Thank you, Bobby. All right. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show, and this is where we tell our stories our way. Let's go to the phone lines again. We have area code 918-269. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello. Um, my name is Monica. And, Erica, I just wanted to let you know that this sounds like a wonderful program that you have. Um, I you. am in Oklahoma in the Tulsa area, and I did hear that you're not quite opening one just yet here in Tulsa. But That's you did say that the that the tribes were involved. Can you elaborate a little more on um, if you have to be native or if non-native veterans can be a part of this or, or how did the grant come about from the native side? Well, the, the, the tribe that we're working with uh, is Creek and also Cherokee. You do not have to be a native to uh, be able to use the grant that they have. Uh, they have one that's specialized that are, and dedicated just for our vets. So um, if you have a vet, they can call me and I can contact them to the right person. I have the applications. Um, we always have the applications at the motel. Even over closed, you can still get the applications there. Or you can um, email me. And my email is okglobalservices at gmail.com. Again, that's okglobalservices at gmail.com. And... Kathy and Emily, they've been really great. Every year, um, they get, it just depends, between a million dollars to two million dollars to be able to help um, people go back to work. So I think this is their third year doing this, and it, it means it's an awesome program. We had a bunch of vets uh, so far that's been out there. Like I said, we have one that's going to be a pilot. We have uh, one that's going to welding school. And a good thing about this grant is that it can go to any school. It doesn't have to be in um, the Tulsa area. It doesn't have to be on tribal land. This is just dedicated to anybody that is located in Oklahoma. And if you're a vet, then they have one that's dedicated just for vets. You do not have to be, uh, you do not have to have a card to get these services. Okay. That's great. That's great. And one last question I have for you is will there be any type of mental health services available for your area or any counselors on site that maybe could help with maybe some past traumas or dealing with some issues that some of the veterans may have experienced um, in their past? Yes. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we will have uh, a couple that will come out to do group therapy and also one-on-one therapy. Uh, We also have one vet that is trained for, um, we'll have a suicide emergency person that will always be, there will always be somebody that, so if anybody's in a crisis, they can call a number uh, and he will be living on, on site. Uh, so we do have one gentleman that is, in, is training and then we'll be training one more person. And the yoga instructor actually just sat back um, from Mexico and she specialized in PTSD. So everything that we have is, is, around mental health. Wow, that's great. That's great. Right. I just really want to applaud what you're doing. 
I think this is going to be amazing. Um, I'm, a, I'm in the social work field, so that's why I was leaning towards the mental health questions because I also work with um, veterans. And there's no age restriction or disability restriction. If there is there a disability, if they're too disabled, they won't be able to. Like, do you have ramps and different things like that for them? Yes, we. Uh, so we. Okay, so my goal is we're not turning down. We're not turning anybody away. Um, even if okay. the person is strung out on drugs, we are here to help them the best that we can. Um, so there will be a lot of rooms that will have wheelchair uh, accessible. We'll have a few rooms that will not have tubs. They'll have the shower so they can roll into the showers. Um, we're installing some call buttons. So if one were to fall, uh, they definitely can, you know, pull a button and call. We're working with a few cell phone companies and um, working with Life Alert. So for the ones that do need some assistance, we will have a life alert that would be involved. And our local police officers, are they just got recently trained to deal with uh, mental health. So they are aware uh, that we are doing our, um, our apartments there. So they have come out a lot to help us. And we had a, I think it was like maybe seven months ago, we had a, a suicide attempt where he barricaded himself in the room uh, in my staff and the police working together, we were able to get him out there uh, and talk him out, talk him out of it. Um, so we work mm-hmm. really close uh, with Green Country Baylor Health is an awesome uh, mental institute down there in Muskogee. So we're actually working with a couple of their counselors. So we do have a lot of people that are on hands uh, that will be there and will be volunteering. And we're just learning um, how to deal with mental health um, and learning right. how to you know, teach people about mental health and awareness. Uh, and that's what we're trying to bring in. But with the apartments, we're also a gated community. So, uh, and that's a big important oh, thing. Great. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a gated community. You have to have a key card to get in. Uh, and that will help us with the drug problems. Where so say if somebody's trying to come on the property to sell to our vet or to cause any problems, we will have security out there uh, 24-7 and we will be gated. I love it. I love it. This is just amazing. And I just wish the best for you. And you. Um, I just hope that you're able to help as many veterans that will come to you and will feel like they can find a place that they fit in. So thank you for the work that you do. And thank All you so right. Much. Well, thank you, Monica, for calling in on the Bobby Eaton Show, okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's catch another caller here. Let's see. Area code nine one eight nine six zero. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hi, uh, hi, Bobby. Hi, how yes. are you doing? This is uh, this is who? This is David. I'm a Navy veteran, and I'm, and I'm listening to the show, and um, it really is inspiring to hear the help that's going on because this is definitely the need for uh, the services that you're providing, and I I'm really just wanted to thank you for doing that. I don't really have any other comment other than that to thank you both for doing that. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Okay. Great. Appreciate you. So, Erica, if they need to reach you, what number can they reach you at? Uh, my cell phone number is 918-351-8470. Again, that's 918-351-8470. That's great. Great. So, if you've uh, got more calls and stuff, 
Call a family member, call a friend, tell them to call in to the Bobby Eaton Show right now. We're talking about the future community for veterans with Erica Tucker. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to take a little break. And uh, they telling me I got to pay the bills. You know, it's time to pay some bills. So I'm going to do that. Stick around. Don't go nowhere. And we'll be right back. Okay. We want you to do that. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American communities? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay, you better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U, T-R-E-E-P.com. As well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree. And you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree. And you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202-910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation. We can have you hooked up. Peace. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down, exclusively with the Juice. You're rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. 
Oh, yeah, that's the Juice Radio Show, you guys. Every Thursday night, 6 p.m., young people coming together and doing radio their way. I'm talking about, wow, these young people be having it on and popping. People from um, various different high schools and a couple uh, colleges and stuff like that, they come in here. Juice Radio Show, headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat. In the studio, Miss Erica Tucker been talking about this new situation going on down in Muskogee, a hotel, a renovation community. Oh, man, it's great. It's going to be taking place down there. Because, <clears throat> Erica, um, the Veterans Hospital for Oklahoma is down there, right? That is correct. And, and it's huge. Yeah. And we're actually located um five minutes away from the VA hospital. Just five minutes away, Just huh? Just five minutes away. And we'll also have a shuttle. So um, we'll have a shuttle that will go back and forth um, to the VA hospital. And uh, I forgot to mention also at, at this location. So um, we've had a few vets that have families from out of town. So say they live in Arkansas or the surrounding state mm-hmm. and say their loved one is um, really ill. And they're at the hospital. So they travel back and forth to come visit their loved one that's in the hospital. And it gets expensive. We had a few people at our motel maybe come in and paying 200 a week. Or they're going to the other hotels and they're paying $60, $70 a day. Plus, you know, taking off work and, um, you know, just the gas to travel back and forth. We, um, we are going to put five apartments to the side that would be dedicated to families that are visiting and those will be fully furnished. So say if, if um, you know, Tiffany is, is visiting her grandpa and he's, you know, they know that he's. Yeah, be, he's in the hospital and, and yeah, they it, know he, they're going to be there for a while. Yeah, or he may be getting ready to pass and they want to be close by. We will have a flat rate uh, at a very, 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 very low cost for these families. Um, so say for a week, they can pay as little as $20 a day to. Um, come stay at these fully furnished um, apartments so they can be close to their loved ones. Also, we're working on um, donations for families like that. So we'll have a donation and we'll say, for example, if Tiffany can't afford it, then we can pull from the donations so she can stay there and be close. Because a lot of some of my vets are, you know, they don't, they're by themselves. Because it's expensive, you know, you know, to take off work, you have family, and you're not saved up for emergencies. Oh, you know, to do that. So we're we're doing that um, also because that's a great. That's really needed in our community. We want everybody to be um, to be able to be there with their loved ones when they want to when they're ill. And so we will have uh, five apartments that will be fully furnished. So if anybody wants to come visit their loved ones and have a place to stay, they can come to Hope Apartments. Oh, that sounds great. Sounds like you got it all mapped out and all set up, and it's just a matter of getting the doors open. Yeah, just getting the doors open and, and, and finishing up with some funding. Um, you know, we, we'll be doing a few fundraisers next month, uh, taking a lot of donations, because um, a lot of it is is a nonprofit. We're doing all our workshops, the Bridges Out of Poverty. Those classes are 18 weeks. Those are all volunteer bases. Um, the food that we'll have will be all donations. Um, the things that, um, like the pencil pens, you know, the, the, the materials that they'll need are all based off of donations. Uh, the credit repair, uh, they don't pay for that. That comes through just donations and um, 
just small grants that we'll have. So most of the service are donations. So uh, does the VA, are they participating in any of this, or are you just doing it on your own, basically? So we, um, I'm actually doing everything on my own, but I'm also doing partnership and sponsorship. So we have the VA where we're bridging with these resources. So, for example, they have HUD vouchers. So we have a lot of caseworkers that are fully aware of what we're doing. So we have one caseworker that we'll be working with or, uh, you know, maybe two or three. Um, And the VA, once we get open, they will partner with us. They're just trying to figure out the best, you know, how to kind of fit in. So once we get open, uh, we'll be able to um, have a one-on-one meeting to see how they can fully, you know, get in, get on board. But they are fully aware and they're supporting uh, what we have going on. And, um, and they also work close with, I always say the name wrong, but at Cowboys, that is also another vet place that's in Muskogee that a lot of people don't know. Um, a lot of people don't know there's a lot of resources. And, and that's why we're creating one-stop shop. So you don't have to look for any of these resources. We'll have a list of all the resources there. It'll be right there where they can just look at the list. Look, um, yeah, it'll be and right there. And everything is right there. Everything is right there. We're, we're trying to make it um, as easy to get to. So e- Easy accessible, yes, right? Yes. And we're also we're, we're working on having a mini uh, grocery store. At our location, um, I have a few vets that were wheelchair-based, or, or they just have really, really, really high anxiety, where they don't want to go grocery shopping, they don't want, or um, you know, they get really ill and they can't go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. So we will have a small um, grocery store, and we will we'll be reaching out to our local farmers because I'm all about, I love you know, keeping everything in the community. So we'll be using a lot of uh-huh. our local uh, farmers markets um, and local you know, um, grocery stores to be able to have our mini market there. And for the ones that are wheelchair uh, bound, we'll be able to deliver the groceries. So we'll have like an app uh, where they can just, you know, kind of like, kind of like Walmart has where you can kind of go online and get what they want, what you need. We'll have the same type of resources at this location. And then we'll have volunteers that will just pack up everything up and take it to the rooms. We're working on a food hall at the location and, um, and that will be open to everyone. So the apartments is in the back, and at the front we have a completely different area where the workshops will be and where yoga is going to be at. Uh, but we also have the mini market and a food hall. And uh, so for for anybody that doesn't want to travel, you know they can they can eat there, and also um, and it's open to the public. Okay, and these vets now I guess. <clears throat> Living in uh, one of the facilities, they won't be able to have overnight stays from people from the outside, correct? Inside their room. That's a that's a tricky uh, that's a tricky question. So they're adults, um, and we are are encouraging them to not house other random people, uh, and that's and that's because we're trying to break cycles. So, yeah, well, say a guy got <laughs> he got his girlfriend now. You know, yeah, we, we're not being, we're sudden, not gonna be. He says, "Hey, uh, you can stay with me here over here at the housing unit." You know, is that allowed? That will be allowed, uh, but they will still have to be background. So, say if if Bob 
How's that? Tiffany. Bob, huh? Bob, right? Okay. I love the name Bob and Tiffany. So <laughs> they, they are not, say Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll go with it. Say Bobby. <laughs> they want to come up and have a, you know, he met a girl and is getting serious and he wants to move her in. And only thing she has to do is basically do a background, background check. And it's just like any other apartment. You just do a background check and you just get put on our list. So is the fee the same? Uh, the fee, then it, it fluctuates of the who's in the household. So once you add another person, then of course the cost of living will go up a little bit because it is fully, um, all the utilities are included. So we have to make up for having an extra person also in that house. So it will be based off of um, the numbers that you have in there. But we also are preventing where people, a lot of vets, they are still heroes. So a lot of my vets, they, they get out in the community. They may meet somebody at the gas station, and they're like, hey, I don't have a place to stay. I'm homeless. And then they bring them home, uh, and then they're living in their uh, apartments or at the time at the motel. And then these people are taking advantage of them, and then they're bringing drugs. We're trying to to prevent um, bad habits. We're trying to screen people that come in because we don't want if, – if Bobby is, you know, he was on drugs, and he's clean, we don't want this new person that he brought in to uh, redo all the work that we've been doing to keep him clean. So we're trying to have more positive, um, you know, help people make positive choices. But they're grown, so I can't say, hey, you can't have, you know, females. As long as you don't have them coming in every hour of the day, then we'll be good. <laughs> A whole lot of females, huh? Mm-hmm. We know you're doing something else up in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Something you ain't got no business doing. Right. Yeah, we're trying to prevent that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Sounds like an interesting program. Now, how does the community of Muskogee feel about what you're doing right now? The community. I'm not talking about the vets or the Veterans Hospital, just the people in the community. The community has been very supportive. When we first started, we wasn't advertising it as much because we wanted to make sure we had uh, our ducks in a row. Um, but the the community is really, I mean, it's needed. And it's bringing awareness to our community that some of these homeless people that we're seeing are not just, you know, just anybody. They're our vets. So they're, they're yeah, they're humans. And, and it's, it's really helping them slow down a little bit and looking at things a lot different. Um, in my area, I do live, uh, well, the, the places in the area where we need a lot of, um, we need to update the area. So they're really being supported. So it's a low income area? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a lower income area. But by me uh, changing in the motel into apartments, it's, it's like doing a facelift to the area. So by me doing that, then my neighbors will, will be encouraged to do it right, as well. Right. And then these vets, when you, they have a beautiful home and they learn to take care of it, they will t- continue to take care of it. Um, so we're just really, the community, we really are, um, we're making a lot of changes in Muskogee. I mean, I'm really proud of, uh, proud of Muskogee. I grew up in Tulsa and I live, I've been in Muskogee for seven to eight years. And uh, we have a, a lot of um, new leaders that are very hands-on with the community and they're listening and we really want to change Muskogee. So we all are doing our part. So by me doing the uh, apartments and basically helping 87 to 97, I'm basically taking 87 to 97 homeless people or people that are lower income. And we are uh, giving them the tools 
to become middle class. And that is what we need in Muskogee is a lot more middle class as families. So the, the community has been very supportive um, and very patient. The builders, the, the coding, uh, city council, uh, we have a lot of people that are running for uh, mayor. They've been very, uh, very supportive. Mm-hmm, very supportive. So um, I guess you're not discriminating between male and female people who move in there, correct? Yeah, we love everyone. They love everyone. <laughs> we love Black everyone. Black and white, green, purple. We don't care. We do, we do not care. This is a judge-free zone. Come as you are. I mean, you can come in and sign up in a paper bag. We just want to let everybody know that you are not alone, and we are here to help you get through anything. Um, you know, if you're willing to do the work, we're willing to help you to give you the tools. Uh, we, we're even taking uh, pets because a lot of vets have um, support dogs or squirrels. We're, we're, um, we're doing that, but we're training these animals uh, the proper way. You know, there's a lot of animals. We will have a... Um, I forget what it's called, but a lady that she specialized in training service dogs. So she'll be able to come out. Uh, so say Tony has a, a service dog and uh, he's not housebroken. So she'll be able to go in there and help them, you know, teach them how to be housebroken because it's anxiety. See, people don't understand that you get a service dog, but to train your animals, if you have anxiety, it's, it's overwhelming. So we'll have a person that can train them how to open the doors. Uh, she's her Some of her dogs, when she comes through, they can open doors. Um, they know how to come out. And if they if they come to find me, they know how to kind of like do like a little dance. And, you know, kind of like Lassie, like something's wrong, you know. So these service dogs are pretty smart. And she'll be teaching everybody that has service dogs um, how to, to help out their vets, um, you know, carry things around, you know, kind of help them, you know, help, help them out. We won't be able to change cats to open doors, but dogs will be able <laughs> to train. Wow, wow, that's 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 good. You know, for the cat, you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> it's hard to train a cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? But well, hey, we're gonna take another break. We are on the Body Eating Show where we tell our stories our way. Future Community for Veterans with Erica Tucker having a great discussion about this fabulous um Thing that she's doing down in Muskogee, Oklahoma. You know, we need to do do that uh, more places and stuff. Great idea, great concept. And we're going to take a break. And this is Tulsa's on Wayman Tisdale. Oh, <laughs> 
the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. And that's what we do here on the Bobby Eaton Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And like today on Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. And you can Google the Bobby Eaton Show for all types of information. I try to come from the conscious standpoint to uplift our community and give them the information that they need to go on about their daily lives. It's the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. And we've got a future community for veterans with Miss Erica Tucker, and we've got her daughter in here. You say you wanted to say something. What do you want to talk about? Mm, I'm really nervous, so. You're not saying nothing. Come on, you got to talk. <laughs> tell them about yourself. Okay. Tell them what you like to Tell do. them what you like to do. <laughs> like to call like draw she, color. I like to draw color and. So what do you do in school? You um, you got how many classes you got to take from your from your home school? What do you do? What are you guys working on? Um, what are you working on? I work on lots of math. How's the math? What kind of math? Okay. <laughs> All right. She looks nervous right there. So she say, can I talk on the radio? I say, yeah. And she get on the radio and she ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> That's funny right there. But it happens, you know. Yeah. So, Erica, yep. you are in touch with your police force down there, right? And uh, you have a relationship with them, right? Correct. And so those guys come and they understand the program that you're setting up, right? Yes. Um, so when I first started um, taking a lot of my vets in that had special uh, or schizophrenic or bipolar, um, the, the first year that I actually opened up the motel, we were cleaning off the motel, getting rid of all the drugs, all the prostitutes that we, you know, had in that area and letting them know that this is not the environment that we were trying to create because we were planning on bringing more families and a restaurant. Um, and then when we start housing vets, we started getting um, a few vets that were schizophrenic and I'm only 4'11", 130 something pounds. So, you know, for me, I needed some muscles. Uh, so we, you know, had to call the, the, the police uh, and my security guard can only do so much. But sometimes, I mean, these are big guys. Um, so we started uh, having the police come up there a lot and they're kind of like, hey, you, you clean the place. Well, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like these are vets. Um, so once they started coming out there and um, getting hands on with these vets and actually learning more about these vets. And um, we were able to have a one-on-one conversation with a lot of my officers. I do definitely support my um, police officer. Uh, force down there, they're awesome. They call, they come really fast, especially when we let them know where we're at. But actually, we told them what we were trying to do. Uh, they were able uh, to let us know what they were able to do and kind of give us different tips and tools on what to do until they get there. Um, the last officers that like that we had a, a, a suicide attempt um, a few months ago, and they did a very great job with basically 
putting their guns down. They didn't come in in a force. They came in a very uh, humble manner um, and just, you know, they did a really good job. It wasn't like kicking in doors. You know, they didn't, uh, they handle it in a very calming manner. And and then they let the vets know that they're here and they're not here to throw them in jail. That was another thing that we had talked to a lot of our police officers and our city councils about is about, uh, you know, some of these, it comes off as criminal, but they're not, they just need some help. So now when they deal with some of our vets, they know that they're vets, they have um, a new system that they're working with green country where they can, they have uh, iPads. So if they're dealing with a crisis, they have, uh, they also have therapists that they can call and be able to help them calm down a vet or calm down anybody actually in our community that has a mental illness. And then they take them, instead of taking them to prison, they take them to our crisis unit. Um, And so that's a big, big help because now they're not going to jail. Now they're not getting a misdemeanor or they're getting charges um, that they can't afford to pay where they're just getting that cycle of um, in debt. Cause I I mean, that is a big, big debt to me. If you keep on getting picked up and getting thrown in jail, you got court, you know, fees and stuff like that. So now they're fully aware and they're, um, you know, putting them in a crisis unit and do what they can, uh, can do. So I I have to say our our police officers are doing a great job. So great. That's good that you're, you have understanding police officers that you can deal with because a lot of times, sometimes police officers don't understand culture, Mm -hmm. you know, especially black culture. And so, they have a perception of what they think they need to be doing, and there are other ways that they can do things yes. you know, to calm the situation rather than escalate the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then, and like I said, we've seen the difference between some of the ones that do come, and they're just, you know, stuck in their ways, and they come in, and next thing you know it, it escalates to the point where guns are drawn, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it had, didn't need to go to that it point. It didn't need to go to that point. But the ones that we have in our area, um, I have to say they're doing a very good job. They do not come with guns, uh, you know, they do not come ready with guns in hand. I mean, of course they have guns, but they're here to de-escalate the problem first. And then also, uh, now when we have any issues, we call for IMSA. A lot of people don't know that. When you have, like, say you have a family member that has a, a mental illness and they're acting, you know, they're having a a, a breakdown, if you call IMSA first and let them know the situation, IMSA will come and they'll notify the police. So when the when the police officers see that IMSA is involved, they handle things a little bit different because they know kind of what they're getting into. So that's what we learn in the process is that when somebody's having one, you call IMSA and tell them what you got going on. IMSA comes and they'll notify the cops also and then they'll come together. Hmm. Uh, that's good. <clears throat> so, uh, um, out-of-town veterans will be able to come down there and get a place. Yes. This is um, anybody. It's, I say it's statewide, but say if you come from Texas and you want to, to live here, you, you're, anybody's welcome. Any vet is, is welcome. And you'll do the background checks and everything to make sure they qualify and able to live there. Yes. So we'll have, uh, we're working with uh, Victor from Cowboys, I mean from Barracks and Cowboys. So we will screen people. So Somebody can't just show up and say they're a vet. We actually have to check your ranks and, you know, to make sure. Because some people, believe it or not, they pretend that they're vets. Um, yeah, try to take advantage of veterans' yeah. benefits, right? And that's against the law. So, I mean, as long as you know it's against the law, if you try it, I mean, we will press charges, of course, on anybody that is taking advantage of what we're trying to do um, for our vets. 
I even think some people believe they are veterans and never have been in the military because of a mental state. Yeah, we we do have one gentleman that we dealt with, and and I say one gentleman because people say that, but you have to actually see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do have one gentleman that uh, believes that he is in the service or was in the service, and that he is ranked and and he truly do believe in that. And then he you know got a hat now and a shirt, um, but. You got to be careful because the ones that did serve and they know that you're not served, that's a slap in their face. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time is that if once they talk to them, they learn that they have a mental illness, then then they're a little bit more understanding. But there are a bunch of people that really do feel like mentally they have uh, served their country mm-hmm. and there are, are mm-hmm. that. So we're, we're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I, I hope this isn't someone that I've already talked to before, but let's see what we got right here. Area code 918-816. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hi. I just had a question about um, are you going to be collaborating with, like, any uh, of the branches of military, maybe for, like, um, uh, you was on the point of mental illnesses where um, to where you are collaborating with any of the um, people that are currently serving to work with some of the veterans as far as like, you know, just maybe support and to um, help keep uh, suicide down because uh, a lot of these service members that are currently serving, you know, definitely need support from their prior members because there's been a lot of suicides in the, the, you know, current status of the military you know, as of right now, and then, you know, it helps out with the veterans, too, because they still be able to uh, continue to be a hero even more. Yes, so every day is about 22 vets that commit suicide, and about about every 65 minutes, a vet dies. So we will have, uh, meaning that we're fully aware of the suicide rate, and we will have a kind of like a big brother, big sister program where if say for example if you are a vet and you want to come in and volunteer you can come and volunteer and be hands-on and mentor some of these vets that have um, gotten lost and just kind of bring them back in because like I said we want anybody that is relatable I've never served my country so only thing I can go off is the stories that I hear, uh, hear and just the love that I have for everyone but for example, if you're a vet and you want to come in and, and and be hands-on, you guys will have stories that you guys can share and just memories that you guys can laugh. And that, that makes a very um, a good safe haven for some of our vets to have some vets to come in and say, hey, listen, you know, brother, sister, you're not by yourself. Um, and a lot of these vets uh, that have companies, we talk to them about maybe hiring other vets, um, you know, just just a big support group that we're trying to provide. Yeah. The, that's definitely a uh, part of the question that was answered. But as far as the best that you're going to be having, like will you be collaborating with any of the branches of the military for them to be supportive for our current members? Because, you know, not only is the suicide rate, you know, for veterans, huh, but the suicide rate for um, current status, members is very high as well. It's just that you don't hear about it in the news. I think that would be uh, a, a really good to, to reach out to, like, some of the local military 
you know, bases and, you know, try to collaborate, something like that. I, I see what you're saying. I think I think um I think that's a really good idea to and I'm trying to figure out how to work it, but right now I know our focus is just the location and getting that up and going and getting our vets uh, where they need to be and then um then for the vets that's there, they could go out and volunteer at the bases. But I don't know a lot about the security and how we can, you know, go about doing that. But that is a good idea where our vets can go back um, to help our our current officers, like at Tinker, uh, Lawton, Lawton uh, location. So I, I think I, I think I get what you're saying. I think that's a really good idea, and I definitely would bring that back to our board. But um, but yeah, I think that's a good idea where the vets there and they want to be a big brother to our current officers. I think that's a really good idea and I definitely will definitely look into that and see how we can make that work. That would be awesome. All right. Well thank you, Carla, for calling in and uh on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way and continue listening, okay? Yes, thank you. All right, thank you. You can dial that number 646-716-5525 and don't forget to press the one button. Let's take another call right quick. Area code 918 810. You're on the Bobby Show. Hi, my name is Latanya and I have a quick question. I am a vet myself um, on disability and I've been having a real hard time finding any units here in Muskogee that have a bathtub and a washer and dryer hookup in them. So the ones that have a washer and dryer hookup that I've found so far only have a shower. And now later on, as I get older, I might need that, but I'm actually looking for that. So will any of your rooms have have that possibility? So um, in the rooms, there's two different bathroom layouts that we'll have. We will have uh, one room that will be a shower only, and then we'll have one that will have uh, a tub in it. Now, we won't have, since the studio apartments and one-bedroom apartments, there won't be any hookups in these current ones that we have. Um, like so We are building uh, two-bedrooms units in the future, uh, but there will be a laundry mat that will actually be on the property. So there will be a total of uh, six washing machines and six dryers. And then on the second floor, there will be one um, washer and one dryer for anybody that's on the second floor. And for the ones are a wheelchair bound or, or any disability, we will have a watch service uh, that uh, comes with it where if you can't get to wash your clothes, the um, laundry clerk can come and as long as you have all your stuff together and we'll be able to wash it and bring it back. We won't put your clothes up to that, but we will have a laundry service for any of the vets that are unable to get to the laundry mat. Okay, that's great. What about the ones in Tulsa? You mentioned apartments that you're going to be working on in the future in Tulsa. Those are uh, still on the drawing board, but that would definitely be something to look into to add as one here. Okay, that sounds great. I had another great. question, but I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens sometime, but I want to thank you for taking the time out to call into the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way, okay? Thank you so much, and um, you're doing a Thank great you. job. Okay. All right. Thank you. 
Okay, here's another caller right here. Let's see what we got here. Area code seven five seven five seven six. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hello, hello, Charles McCutcheon here. How y'all doing today? Oh, pretty good. I'm actually uh, working with Erica on the project, and I'm going to fly back and forth in Muskogee. And it is, uh, I just want to say it's just great working with her and making this thing into fruition, making it come alive. Yeah, she told me you'd be calling in, and uh, I'm glad you got a chance to do so. Uh, so how are you guys working together? How are you collaborating? What are you doing? What's your part in it? Well, I'm retired Navy. Uh, I did the enlisted side, the officer side. So a lot of the questions that she probably can't answer from the, a military perspective, I, I can definitely bring that uh, to bear. And I know that the one guy, he talked about uh, bringing people to the people that are serving right now. And what I'm doing right now, I speak to a lot of military right now, a lot of different organizations. Uh, one organization I will be speaking to is the Department of the Navy, and they control a lot of what happens just in the Navy part, but then, you know, you go to the other branches as well. speak to a lot of chaplains. So what we're going to do, the way you actually get to, to talk to different uh, folks, you speak to the chaplains. The chaplains work with a lot of the people who are going through some of the stresses that, we, that we're talking about and all the suicides and things like that. So it's kind of like a process, but, you know, we're we going to have a plan that's going to be laid out, and I don't think that's going to be an issue to get the military that's serving right now to come to the – they may have to come out to Muskogee or those that come, you know, that's already in Muskogee that are veterans to go to the different bases and stuff. And as far as access, you know, we all get – different access, and it, it shouldn't be a, a difficult thing. You just have to have somebody military like me, myself, with a, with a card-carrying member, put it that way, as a veteran, and you can get access to different bases. You just put the program out there, talk to the commanding officers and things like that. So we, we have, our, we have our, our hands, you know, our hands have a lot in it, a lot on the plate, and it's going to be detailed and, and, and drawn out for everybody. And the one thing I, I want everybody to understand is this is not a one-size-fits-all. We're definitely going to have, you know, surveys that go out to different veterans and say, what else would you like to see? You know, because it's, it's more of, you know, what would they like to see? Why, won't, why can't we give them what they want within reason? You know, so that's uh, how, how I see it playing out. And we talk all the time as far as, you know, what we're going to do in the road ahead. Because this is, this to me, you know, speak to her as well, this is, a, this is a national this is definitely going to be now. It's just not Muskogee, just not Tulsa. We're looking at other states and cities as well. And once it keeps going further and further, a lot more people are going to be asking the question, hey, how would y'all do this? And, you know, we're just going to provide information. Wow. <clears throat> really good, man. Sounds like uh, teamwork, huh? Yes. Yeah. He's a great oh, yeah. partner to have. Uh-huh. Can do it without you, Joel. So how did you guys hook up? How was that initial business you know, link. How did you guys? I remember. I'll give my I'll give my take on it. So I have a, a group on Facebook, and she's in the group, and I was talking about my nonprofit, and my nonprofit is helping homeless veterans, and I always wanted to go bigger. So we're doing the, you know, we have the single family homes, but you know, when you look around the country, you got five thousand homeless in this area, so single family home is not really going to put a dent into it. So when you start to go bigger, a hundred, two hundred units. 
that's just helping more people to get services to them by all them spread out trying to get to the services. So she uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook and said, hey, I see you have a nonprofit helping homeless veterans. I have a program. I have some things that I'm working on here in Missouri, Oklahoma. Never heard of a place before in my life. So I was like, okay, well, what you got? What you working on? And she said veterans, and I'm passionate about it. And so from there, we started putting some stuff together, and I've been flying back and forth. Uh, we've been to Oklahoma City, talking to different agencies there, been to Tulsa, Oklahoma City. The agency's like, hey, can y'all put one here? So it's going to definitely keep spreading. And she can give you her rendition of how it all happened. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's the power of social media. Yes. You know, and uh, it's in our lives today. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we must use it and use it correctly, you yeah. know, in the right way. Man, that's a, that's a great uh, thing. I'm going to keep you on the uh, Online right here as we go to another phone call, okay? Let's okay. see who we have here. Area code 918-441. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello. I'm just tuning in, and um, I think this is a really awesome idea. I have a question as to what paperwork might need to be filled out in order to get into one of your facilities. Okay. So we will have our own application um, for you guys to fill out. And also we'll have um, like a HUD HUD application that's coming directly from, this depends on the, the situation. If you're tribal, we'll have a tribal one that comes directly from Cherokee or Creek where we'll um, team up with the social worker that way. We have the VA. They have a different application uh, where, like for example, Mrs. Gray, she's one of our caseworkers. Uh, she'll be able to, um, you know, fill it out that way. So there, it's just a basic, a basic apartments application that you would do with any uh, other apartments that go off your income. Okay. All right. Um, my next question would be: How long do you think wait time would be from the time that you fill out the application until we would hear something or be able to get into the facility? Do you have any possible idea? I know this is a new adventure for you, but do you have a possible idea of the wait time? Well, getting started, uh, when we open our doors, the wait time should not be longer, in my opinion, as a week, um, because they're empty apartments. So we do have a waiting list of 38 people, um, so that still leaves us with over 50 apartments. Uh, Once they fill up, then it just basically will go off on when somebody moves out. So, like, at the apartments, we are trying to uh, also um, help a lot of our vets become homeowners. So, once we fill uh, all of our apartments, we'll be doing our next process of getting people's credit ready and getting them to houses. And as people are moving out within six months or maybe a year, then we'll be filling up those spots. But first first time, it's really, really fast and really easy. Okay, so it sounds like and you're going to add some educational classes on site as well. Right. And then we will have, um, I think, about was it 30 rooms that will be emergencies. So, um, yeah, so say, for example, if, if barracks is full, um, then we'll have a phase one where they'll be able to be put into a phase one unit while we're working on their paperwork. And after they get approved and everything, we'll move into phase two, and that's our apartment. So they're different phases. So we're trying to make sure that nobody is homeless. Is that right, Charles? That is correct. 
I look at it this way. Uh, it, I think it's going to be a, a mad rush. You know, a lot of people, we, we want to help a lot of people. And then when the rooms fill up, the goal is, as we spoke before, we want, we're getting a lot of help from agencies and the city, and we want, you know, we need funding, obviously, to start to build on the next phase of these things or to get the different motels that we can acquire from, you know, in the same area and do the same process. We would like to take, really take the top off of the one that we're doing in Muskogee and place it in different places around, you know, in the same area, so we'll have more room for people that want to come, that want to come in. Well, this sounds really awesome, and I wish you all the best of luck. Thank, Thank you. you so much. For calling well, in. Thank you, Carla, for calling in to the Bobby Eaton Show, okay? All right. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Sounds like you guys got a lot of great things coming on. People are inquiring and want to know details and asking pertinent questions that they need to ask, right? Right. And information is power. That's why we provide you with this platform right here to get the information out. And um, it's real good. It's a real good thing. Now, as far as uh, the maintenance, like lawn care and cleanup and stuff like that, you're going to have someone designated to just do that? Or are you contracting a company? Uh, how are you going to keep the beautification of the property together? We will definitely hire, uh, hire a maintenance. My plan is when we uh, first open, I'm actually um, planning on hiring uh, a tenant. Um you know, because some of these a events live in, are looking a live for in tenants. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're my. I love to hire like one of our vets. So after we'll have a, a basic maintenance person, but we also have a, a second one. And I'm looking for uh, one of the vets to actually be mm-hmm. able to be maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then working with the Indians to give them more uh, skills, like maybe go back to school to be electrician, mm-hmm. or maybe go to school to be a plumber. Um, but we do have uh, on the landscaping we do we do contract out with with landscaping. But once we get it up and running, and if any of these vets want to uh, to be hired to do that, then we definitely will take them in consideration. Uh, oh, to definitely, do it. yes. You guys are gonna need a van too, aren't you? Yes, we definitely will need a eighteen passenger van. Mm-hmm. Um, the van would be for three different things. Uh, we also to take them to church because um, you know we definitely big on church on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, with the factories that we're teaming up with, we are. I'm I'm working with a few factories and I'm saying, hey, I have um, some great workers, some great vets. If you will hire them, I will guarantee that they'll be at work on time. So with the van, uh, we'll have three different shifts. Or save they're working from seven to three, they'll be able to have transportation. Um, it will probably load up the bus, but you know, like 30 or 45 minutes before they have to be at work. And for the first 30 days, that will be uh, free. Then after the 30 days, if they continue to want to get transportation to go back, back and forth, it'll be a very, very low rate. Or if they're doing our bridges out of property, they'll get uh, tokens to sit on, on the van um, to do that also. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be transferring to the hospitals. Back and forth to like the VA hospital. What did they say The good thing about it is using the nonprofit, we can actually get vans donated, and I'd rather have, you know, three to five vans being as 97, 97 units, you know, vans break down and things of that nature, things happen. So it could be used for more than one capacity. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And yeah, it's good so having a nonprofit. Looking for donations. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So how often will you be down here, Charles? I right now it's funny you say that. I just left there. Uh then I was in Tulsa. Uh then I was I'm right now I just did a speaking engagement here in Saint Louis. Uh the city actually recognized the nonprofit and uh I was I was helping here as well with uh well helping with some other people, put it that way, through my nonprofit, uh outside of veterans. But uh now, you know, I travel, I do real estate on a, on a big scale. And so I, I'm, I'm free because I control 100% of my time. <laughs> so and if I good. need to be down there, I make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. You're kind of like me. I just do what I do, you know, oh, yeah. be there. Be there. <laughs> and that's a good thing <laughs> about having control of your own narrative yes. and being able to do what you enjoy doing, you know? And oh yeah. I'm definitely, I want to give classes as well to the veterans. Uh, Because some of the stuff I, you know, I have a couple businesses that, you know, they may be uh, wanting to start businesses. So I can definitely show them how to start businesses up. And so we definitely have, uh, you know, get get that business model. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's interesting. Good thing, man. Good thing. Now, you guys got to put together a website, right? Right. Yeah. So that's in the planning, right? Yeah, we we have a website. It's just not uh, active. Okay, <laughs> not active. Well, because okay. what happened was we had a, so what when so I went got, live, yeah, when I went live on on uh, the web web page, people were like, "Oh, she's ready to go." Uh, so we'll I got you. Yeah. So when we get close, wait. yeah, when we get closer to the grand opening, we definitely will launch it. Yes, mm-hmm. and we, we do have a Facebook right now, and it's Hope Apartments. Um, and then you can email me at okglobalservices at gmail.com or call me directly and Charles, but give them your website because he has mine, he is also Jim, mine is Jim's Miracle for Health G-E-M Miracle M-I-R-A-C-L-E F-O-R-H-E-L-P Jim's Miracle for Health dot com <laughs> okay sounds good it's yeah, to give some insight and information on what's going on, what we're doing. Yeah, he has a lot of stuff on his website for it. Mm-hmm. So you got contractors out there working and and uh, renovation and stuff like that, pulling carpet off. Yeah, you know? we actually have a um, a contractor that's actually from Tulsa uh, called Falcon. Hey guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been off and they work really fast. If you guys need some really good uh, contractors, they are. They do not play. They get up early. They work hard, uh, and their their name is Falcon Constructions. They do it all. Huh? They do everything. They build houses. I mean, they are you know doing my roof yesterday, and now they're building a house today, and then they'll be back and forth. They are a good team, and they're they're from uh, North Tulsa. From North Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. African yeah. American company. Yes, they are. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like brothers. to keep. I like to keep my money in the circle. Right now, we're we're building a team inside and out. Uh, so we're we're really working with a lot of a lot of different people, um, and just building up our community and keeping the money in the circle in our community. It's needed. Yes, it's needed. It's very much so needed. You know that black dollar needs to go back around and around in a circle. Mm-hmm. You know to be to build economic development. And we know? can. Yeah, we yeah. can do it, you know, we can do it. Other races are doing it, you know, the Indians are doing it and 
of course, and Asians and you name it, they're doing it. So we need to be back doing it the Black Wall Street way. Oh, yeah. And then Charles, I know on his website, he has a bunch of classes if you want to, to do anything in real estate. He has a great, a bunch of great courses that he offers. Um, so definitely check that out. Oh, uh-huh, sounds good. So we can build up our black community. That's what it's all about. And Charles, continue doing what you're doing, man. You know, that's a good thing. I can't stop. <laughs> can't stop. It's in your blood, huh? Oh, yeah. Until we win. <laughs> what were you saying? I said I can't stop until we win. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a win. That's what my dad always said. He said, man, we got to have a win. You know, keep on winning, you know, and so that's what we need to do is win. Uh, I went to um, the Black Tech work, well, weekend uh, last night, and it was so good to see young Black African-American men and women in a room, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs handling their business, mm-hmm. you know, and that was just, oh, man, I was looking. I said, look at all these people. These are Black entrepreneurs. And everybody's got something going on. And nobody's hating on each other. No. It's not a competition. No. I will actually be heading out there right after here. I'll, if you guys want to come talk to me in person, come check it out. Uh, I will be at the Black Tech until about 9 o'clock tonight uh, volunteering and just getting getting more networking. So yeah. come out. I'm going to do it. I got another show coming up after this show, the all-new um <clears throat> In the Groove Zone with Dale Taylor will be here, and uh, it's his first debut, yeah. you know, on the radio. So we're going to be in here for a little while and going through the processes. And, you know, he plays a lot of old school. He's an old school guy. So he plays a lot of old school music, stuff like that. And But here on the show, we try to do a lot of conscious information, economic development jobs, incarceration, single-parent moms, relationships. Uh, We talk about these issues. All of these issues are discussed here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way, and uh, it's a platform for us to get information out there. I believe in giving a voice to the voiceless. A lot of times people don't get a chance to uh, talk and speak about what they're involved with, so we can do that right here on this platform right here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. We can do it right here with no questions asked. You know, nobody got to run in here and tell us what we can say and what we can't say because we just do it. So if you need to reach us, you can reach us at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, You can dial our direct number 832-443-9499. Again, that number is 832 Four four three nine four nine nine, and uh, we are taking donations over here. I'm going to keep on saying that because that's how we pay the bills, and that's how we take care of our young people. The Juice Radio Show, and uh, to keep to keep them moving and and encouraging them to do great things. So we're taking those donations over here. Uh, and you can also cash app us. You know, Eating Media Services. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I'm going to cash apples, you know, eat media services, you know, right there. Uh, GoFundMe, uh, Juice Radio Show, and all of that stuff right there. We got Miss Erica Tucker in the house right here. Future Community for Veterans down in Muskogee. I'm loving this. You know, I'm really loving this this idea and this project right here. It seems like 
something is very much so needed for our veterans because a lot of times our veterans get a short stick. Mm-hmm. I mean, here in America, yeah. they go off and fight in the war, you know, and fight, fight, fight. I was in Iraq, mm-hmm. you know, I was over there two or three years, a couple of years, two and a half years, and I, I wasn't uh, in the military, but I was a civilian contractor, and I saw these, I saw all of these, uh, met friends, made friends with mil- a lot of military, Marines, uh, Army, you name them. I made real good friends with these guys because I worked around them. And sometimes I just felt like they weren't getting uh, uh, the right treatment that they needed to even be over there, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's not just Iraq, but that's here. And then when they come back, like you said earlier, when they come back to the U.S. of A. and they're lost, you know, because they've been living in a different environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it it's like, uh, how do we get them back into society the correct way mm-hmm. to where they can have a fruitful and uplifting life and we can uplift them and praise them for the work that they put in for us? You know, so I'm I'm a stickler for uh, veterans. Uh, my One of my business uh, partners right here, Dean Finley, mm-hmm. he's a veteran and ex-police officer and all of that. He's got a security company and we boys and we talk about these issues of veterans and what's going on to keep me informed uh, of how they really laid their lives down for our country. Mm-hmm. So we need to get on the good foot with that, y'all. That's, and I believe in that. You know, I'll let I really you, can do. I add this one? Yes, sir. I'll, I'll tell you what happened to me as I transitioned out of the military. What happened to me is they didn't pay me for two years. And I was like, imagine if I'd been, you know, in dire need of that of that money. I didn't get I didn't get paid for two years, but it's happening to people. So now you don't get paid for two years if they need that money. How do they get medical? How do they get dental? How do they, you know, pay for their car, their vehicle, their house? So all that gets taken away, and then they say, well, we'll give you back pay in two and a half years, and now you get money back pay, but you're out of a house or home, and you're probably living in the streets and. Now, you know, what happens then? So for me, I was like, well, instead of, you know, let's do something about it. And so that's where we are today. Wow. Yeah. And that's what's going on, man. It's, uh, it, it doesn't make sense, man. We should take care of our vets and people who served in our military, you know, just, just should take care of them. You know, I, uh, I have one of a gentleman who works with me over here. He's uh, another one, Ramal Brown. Mm-hmm. He handles the Juice Radio Show. He's a vet, so we talk about it all. I'm around a lot of veterans, and um, my cousin Rich Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, he's a vet. You know, so we got vets everywhere. Yeah. You know, that need to be talked about and taken care of. Right, and we shouldn't wait for the government to take care of our people. We should no. take care of our own people. Yeah, we always waiting. We just thinking that's the government's responsibility. Yeah. when they live in our community. And we can do things within our own community. Whether you've been in a service or not, you can take care of a vet. No matter the income, the age, everybody can just lend a helping hand. Yeah. Everything counts. Everything counts. So we got to step to the plate, take care of our veterans. Future Community for Veterans in Muskogee. That's just off the, what I say, off the chain. And if you guys want to donate uh, to Hope Apartments, definitely uh, PayPal us at PayPal um, mm-hmm. me 
at Jim's Miracle. Is that right, Charles? Charles? I guess we lost him. But yeah, our PayPal, our our PayPal is, yeah, it's Jim's Miracle. It's right. paypal.me forward slash Jim's Miracle, G-E-M-S-M-I-R-A-C-L-E. PayPal.me forward slash Jim's Miracle. That's right. We try to get all of them out there. You know, Jim's Miracle. That's why I'll put out GoFundMe Juice Radio Show. Bobby <laughs> Eat Me, Cash App Me. Hey, do Not it too all. Proud to beg. Uh, ain't, ain't too proud to beg over here now. I'm gonna be begging and begging. Yes, sir. I need every penny and every dime we can get because it goes for a good cause and it goes to help enlighten veterans and youth and everybody. Back to the giving back to the community. And we have to have funds, Mm -hmm. you know, but don't think we can just run it on air. Mm -mm. No, we got to have investments and funds and things to do things to enhance our visions as we move forward. And you'll watch that come to life and you'll say, wow, I remember when we started that Mm -hmm. and now it's real. You know, well, this is going to be a, a personal phone call, but between me and you, Eric, I'm, I'm out here in St. Louis. I'm about to speak to the mayor, city council and everything, and I'm going to tell them about the project that's going on down there. <laughs> you better believe it. They're going to yeah. hear about it. Spread that word. Well, thank you, Charles. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Good, good. Well, Charles, I want to thank you for calling in on the Bobby Eaton Show. And um, right now, Erica, I want to thank you as well. Thank you for having me. We've had a great conversation and a great discussion about this. Keep in mind that it's all recorded. You can go to just Google the Bobby Eaton Show and you'll see this particular recording right there. And uh, you can play it back for, to those who didn't get a chance to hear it. I'll be back. Yeah, you're going to be back. <laughs> I just invited myself. Yeah, I'll be right. back. Well, I, already knew, I already know that I'm going to bring you back because I, I want to follow you on this pro- this project right here. We're going to be following you and get updated and find out what's going on with it. So that's what it's all about. All right, Charles? Thank you, sir. I guess he's gone. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Erica? Once again, thank you for participating in the show. Thank you for having me. We got a couple more minutes, but I got some things I need to say Mm -hmm. before we get off the air. And um, that's what it is. Erica Tucker, you guys, future community veterans down in Muskogee. Thank you guys for listening. All right. Well, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. I want to let you guys know that we are launching KBOB, K-B-O-B, 89.9 FM Black on Black Community Radio, and we want you to participate in that. We're located at 1533 North Norfolk, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I always say we take in donations, 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 donations. And we need any help that we can get over here in a radio station, any dollar amount or monetary amount or whatever you can do to help us over here. It don't even have to always be money. It can be barter and trade. So just let us know. And uh, we just want to thank you. So until the next time, we want you to stay black.